Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy. Uh, the call to worship or the opening scripture is from Hebrews, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Uh, won't you join me as we pray? And as you have prayer requests, feel free to type those in the comment section. You can certainly email me or those on the prayer team as well. If you'd like to be a part of the email prayer team, you can t contact Stacy Granfield. And as we get requests throughout the week, we just email those out and uh, you can keep the families and needs of our community in prayer. I just want to share. Uh, Bethany does have a follow-up uh, doctor's appointment this Thursday, and we just appreciate your prayers as we look towards next steps and a uh, chest scan, a CT scan, I believe it's called, just to make sure uh, her lungs are uh, functioning properly and there's nothing there that should not be there. And then uh, there's a young man I believe he's 15 and he had cancer in his leg. They had to amputate his leg on Friday. And we just want to lift up uh, this young man and his family as well. Uh, some of you are aware that Robert Graham continues to battle cancer. And we just want to lift up him and Jennifer and their entire family. Uh, There's so many needs and uh, so many concerns. Uh, we think of the different ones that are pregnant, that God is blessing uh, with children, that everything would go smooth and easily, that uh, these children would be raised and grow up with a heart for God, a sense towards uh, His voice, and just to walk in His righteousness. And we pray for the parents and grandparents as well as we uh, walk this journey together. So won't you just join me in prayer as we go to God that knows all of these concerns and he has strength for us when we, uh, when we are weak. So Jesus, we thank you that you love us. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, God, because you are good. We thank you that we could declare that you are holy and you call us into a place that you have drawn up before us. You are the author and the perfecter of our faith. So may we choose to follow you. And God, for all of these needs, for all of these concerns, we thank you that you hear our cry, you know our hearts, and you have a plan for our lives. So let us walk in step with you, not getting ahead of you, not questioning you, but just simply asking how you can use us through whatever circumstance you lead us. We thank you, Jesus. And we thank you for how you continue to provide. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Again, once more, amen simply means let it be done. So Jesus, we say, let it be done. Uh, we do thank Pastor Kenny for preaching the last two weeks. I thank him sincerely. He was going to do uh, some of the announcements, but I think how things are set up this morning, he got booted off. So I apologize, Pastor Kenny. That was not my intention to have you booted off. It's not where when I am away, Kenny can do everything. But when I'm back, I want or need 
to control everything. That's certainly not my intention. I apologize for that. But I just am so grateful for uh, Pastor Kenny and Stacy and Missy and all the others that just help out so much, whether facilitating a small group, uh, praying for us, uh, emailing, sending out cards. It's just a remarkable body of Christ that we have, that we have just sharing God's love in so many practical ways. And we just say uh, thank you for your generosity in doing that, whether it's through the hygiene pantry, whether it's giving online of your tithes and offerings or mailing checks here to the church. We just say uh, thank you so much for for your partnership and what God has asked us uh, to do and to be a part of. Well, as I mentioned before, it's good to be back to preach a sermon. Uh, I actually had this sermon um, underway, and so I had uh, two weeks to tweak it. And the more that you think something's finished, the longer you have, the more you see that it's unfinished. And so hopefully, as we read God's Word, it will not return void, as God's promise His Word is certainly faithful and true. Once more, if you're new to the church or Christians, or you think it's just a political place where people spew their own agenda, opinion, you cannot be more wrong. Uh, That could be some Christians, but that is not the church. That is not who Jesus is. Jesus says in Hebrews 4, as we continue, God's promise of entering his rest still stands. God says that if we believe in him, we can find and know and experience his rest. In a time of uncertainty, in this continued pandemic, in this where uh, laws are made and things are done where we might think that they are unfair or unnecessary, we can still know and experience the hope of Jesus, the peace of God, the rest that he gives. But there's a caution. We ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. You might fail to experience the promise of entering his rest. This is from the New England, uh, New International Version, not the New England, New International Version. The promise of entering his rest still stands. So if you feel like, no, I messed up in the past, something might come out that I've done, or I'm worried so much that I can't say I'm a Christian now. I don't want to believe in Jesus now, because what if people look into my past history that will cancel or nullify this profession of faith I now proclaim. You could not be more wrong. You could not be more incorrect. That is not true. Jesus says the promise of entering his rest still stands regardless of your past, regardless of the sins, the faults, the temptations that we have all fallen into. God has said through his word, because of the sacrifice of Jesus, we can find rest if we'll simply believe in our heart and declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. In the New International Version, it goes on to say that they tremble with fear, as it says in the New Living Translation. It says how we need to be careful how we live. Be careful because we can miss the rest that Jesus gives. Let's go on to uh, verse 2. We find this in verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 4. For this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them. This was the Israelites after Moses rescued them from Egypt as they're walking around in the wilderness. They know the hope, the freedom that's available, the healing, the sanctity of being set apart, the sanctification of being called to a purpose that is on their lives, but it did them no good because they didn't share the faith 
of those who listened to God. They heard something, but they did not believe it. That's like somebody having a coach and they say, you know, whether it's a financial coach that looks at your finances and goes over your budget and they say, if you have this income and you have this expense, if you do these things, you can actually put money into savings or retirement or investment. And so you have met with someone, a professional that knows what to do. But did you put it into practice? Did you have faith that it would actually work? And so you actually followed those steps. So you said, well, you are the professional and that sounds right, but I think I'm just going to go the way that I've always gone. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's food. Maybe you meet with a nutritionist or a dietitian or somebody that can help you with health, the, a coach, a fitness coach. And they say, if you do these things or you eat this food, if you cut this out and try this instead, then you are going to not only lose weight and uh, be become stronger, but your heart, your lungs are going to get stronger, be more effective. You're going to do what's right for your body. And you can say, yes, I want that. But oh, I don't know, because I can't see it. And I've lived so long now doing what I've wanted to do. Verse two, it says, but it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. Do we share the faith? The message they heard was of no value to them. Is that how we live? Perhaps it's not you. Maybe it's a spouse or children or a neighbor or somebody within your family or somebody at your workplace where you're just like, I'm trying to share God's love to them, but man, it is not working at all. It does not seem to make any sort of difference. We find in Matthew, uh, this is Matthew 7, 6, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Now, we have to be very careful about this because as Pastor Kenny brought out last week, everyone is important to God. Your neighbor is important to God. Your crazy uncle is important to God. Your boss, your employee, they are important to God. And so we must share God's love in a practical way. But again, and if you missed it, go back and listen, whether on YouTube, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, or the podcast, Living Hope Wesleyan, as Pastor Kenny shares how we can interact with people to get to know them. It begins with respect in the relationship. And as we respect one another, God grows that into trust where true friendship becomes. And as there's friendship, there can be honesty because we have trust. And we know that somebody is speaking on behalf for what is best for us, not to manipulate or to seemingly motivate us for something that they want, but out of genuine care for them. So, be careful that you don't throw your pearls before swine, but always talk to people and live Jesus in front of them. Because as our former district superintendent, Paul James, used to say, people respond to love. People respond to love. I want to look at another passage. This is actually Matthew 7. It remains in this chapter. We find early, it says, don't judge and others and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is a standard by which you will be judged. Again, at the end of this passage, we'll get there, is right where they said, don't throw your pearls before swine. He's saying that how you judge people, how you speak to people, this is how it's going to come back to you. The standard you 
you use in judging the standard by which you will be judged. Verse 3 of Matthew 7, 6. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? This is the New International Version. talks about a plank. We talk about a plank eye. We will look and judge and be critical and so concerned or share a prayer request about someone that only needs to be shared by saying, please pray for my friend. But instead of that, we say, please pray. And we use specific names with too many details. And instead of a prayer request, we're sharing gossip that can make us think that we are better or feel better about ourselves than the individual that God is calling us to intercede and pray for. So remove the plank from your eye and show God's love in a practical way, because if you have a friend that shares a truth with you, that is much better than an enemy that shares a compliment about you. There's a proverb that says something to that effect. Take the plank out of your eye. Verse 4, how can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye, when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, says Matthew. First get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the hearts and then turn and attack you. If I may, how many Christians have been shown an error of their ways, but instead of listening and knowing the value of that pearl, they throw that wisdom down and they trample on it and they begin to attack the friend, the Christian brother or sister, the one that approached them in love with truth. Take caution. Take caution is what the Bible is saying, especially in these days. We move on, Hebrews 4, 2, for this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them, but it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. We must share the faith. Those who heard did not combine it with faith. We must combine it with faith. It does not take a lot of faith. It's the faith the size of a mustard seed. It's the faith in Jesus. It's not the faith in you. It's not the faith in this local church or in your pastor or in your small group. It's not the faith in a denomination. It's the faith in Jesus. Just as though we pray to Jesus. When somebody says, I'm praying for you, I'm excited that they are making the time to take the time and pray. But I hope we all understand we need to pray to Jesus in faith. Jesus is the one that declares truth. And it only takes a little of Jesus to make a huge difference. So we may only have a small bit of faith, but use that faith and allow Jesus to combine it so we can find his rest. Verse 3, for only we who believe can enter his rest. As for the others, God said, in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest, even though this rest has been ready since he made the world. This is um, sobering. This is a reality of what Scripture says and who God is. For only we who believe can enter his rest. So as is implied earlier in Hebrews, if you do not believe, you will not find God's rest. 
As Christians, we believe Jesus' word when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, comes to salvation, except through only Jesus. We who have believed enter that rest. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Simply say, God, help my unbelief. Jesus, I want to want to want to. And then it will become, as you spend time in God's word, as you understand his love, I want to want to. And then over time, and as you grow, and as you seek God's face, and as you listen to God's word being broken down and explained and applied to your life, it will be, I want to. And then before long, it will be, I want to want to want to share this good news with others. And then, yes, it goes on to, I want to want to share his love with others. And then before long, we're disciples, making disciples, pointing to Jesus the entire way. We continue Hebrews 4, 4 through 6. We know it is ready because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in the other passage, God said, they will never enter my place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard this good news fail to enter because they disobey God. This is a reminder to us that we can that disobedience to God is nothing new. God understands that we may fall, we might lack, and disobedience is a part, but Jesus understands that, and Jesus comes in love and redemption and forgiveness and says, I forgive you. You no longer have to walk in that disobedience, but I will give you rest. Hebrews 4, 7. So God said another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted today. When you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. So we take great joy from the New Living Translation, which says, so God said another time, and that time is today. If you're watching, if you are wanting to believe, if you are just daring to believe that God might give me hope and peace, that he would forgive my sins, that I would not feel guilt and shame, but we would understand that conviction comes from God to make us better, to take us to a point of acceptance and freedom and belonging. Guilt and shame come from Satan that just want to put us down to make us uh, paralyzed from our past. But Jesus is saying, no, today you can have that freedom. Well, that comes from Psalm 95, 7 through 8. For he is our God. We are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. Once more, he uses the analogy of us being sheep and he's the shepherd He watches over us. We are under his care. Just listen to his voice today. Make this the day of salvation. The Lord says, don't harden your hearts as Israel did in Meribah, as they did at Massa in the wilderness. As Moses was trying to lead them, they began to balk and return or desire to return to slavery. It's such a compelling point that in their weakness, they did not just want to go back to how things used to be as their parents and grandparents and great grandparents shared with them, but they desired to go back into captivity. Stay away from the bitter river, as my friend Matt Doherty writes about in his book, Rebound. 
Do not go back to that bitter river, but believe that God can give you rest. And in the trials, we will know his rest, not from escape, but embracing who Jesus is. Hebrews 4, 8 through 10. Now, if Joshua had succeeded in giving them this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. As I was thinking about this rest and naps, and most of you that know me understand I love a good nap, you can research David Pink's book. Uh, I forgot the title of the book now, but he talks about a nappuccino. No, not a cappuccino, but a nappuccino. So Google that, David Pink, nappuccino, following the service or following the Zoom fellowship, which follows the service. And look at that, because rest is good for the body, but sometimes sleep can be the first sign of depression. So if you are trying to escape and you do not want to use things that are not good for yourself to escape, rest can be an indicator that instead of just trying to sleep things away, you need to find your rest in the hope of who Jesus is and to know Jesus' love for you. Verses 11 says, so let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. This sounds discouraging, but you have to realize that this audience is understanding the Old Testament story of Moses and jo um, Joshua leading the people. And so God has said that there's another opportunity, and that is today. That is every day that we have breath. God is saying that you can know Jesus' forgiveness, realize his sacrifice. Wednesday was Ash Wednesday, the start of Lent, where we begin to prepare for Easter. I did not grow up with this alert liturgy. I did not understand some of this tradition or ritual, but I realize now it is so important that we understand our own mortality, that we are just humans, flesh and blood, dust we brought into the world, dust we will go out. But because of Jesus, we can know his forgiveness and his healing that he has for our soul and that we can share that inspiration with others that whatever you're going through, you can know that he is for us, that he's the lifter of your head, that his glow is around you, that his strength is for you and that his healing comes to us. So let us do our best to enter that rest. We do not want to disobey God and miss out. As we look at some key verses, as we wrap up this sermon today, and we invite you for the Zoom fellowship following. If you did not re receive that uh, link or password, just contact me. We'll send that out. Check your email <coughs> as well. But verse 12 of Hebrews 4 says, For the word of God, is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joy and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. And now before you're uh, go into shock and awe and can't believe the truth and worry about what God is seeing or viewing or hearing from your own life. Know that his forgiveness will wash and wipe that 
guilt and shame, that filth of sin away from us. And all he sees is his son, his daughter. Jesus sees brothers and sisters, the family of God, if we believe. I liked how the message put it, how it says, the surgeon's scalpel. Instead of the sharpest two-edged sword, the message translation uh, says, the surgeon's scalpel. If you want something cut, you can go to the butcher or you can go to the surgeon. If I'm going for a nice piece of steak, there's nothing like going to a butcher, getting a fresh steak, cow, cut at the desired thickness that you want. And a butcher is fine. But if you're going in for a surgery, you aren't saying, hey, butcher, I just need something cut, you know, approximately this size, do what you can do. But we trust the surgeon's precision, the movements of a scalpel, the history of his background, the professional experience that he has. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the surgeon's scalpel cutting between the soul and spirit between joint and marrow it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires why so we can know the freedom and the joy that god has for us even in a time of trial even when we feel like we're suffering everything is naked and exposed before his eyes but whose eyes is it better to be exposed than the surgeon who is carefully with great precision cutting away what is not good in our bodies, cutting away what is not right with our minds so that we can have our minds transformed and renewed that God can say, I lift you up. I give you strength. You are now accountable as mine. Jesus simply says he loves us so much. Well, I thank you so much for making the time to take the time and join and to be a part of Living Hope Wesleyan Church as we continue online. Please continue to pray for a facility, a space, a property that we might be able to move to for the vaccinations to uh, take effect for the herd immunity you hear about or may have heard about to be true, that just as though there is no seeming flu season this year, there will be no COVID season in the future, and we can worship together in a person. But until then, we choose to believe that His presence is everywhere, that God's goodness is meeting with you, whether you're watching live or listening on the podcast, Living Hope Wesleyan after, or if you shared a link and you're just watching on YouTube, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, a few days from now, that his presence, that God's goodness is strong enough to lift us up. And so once more, I'll close with my good friends, Dave and Bethany Club. They recorded a few songs, and I just love the fact that we were able to introduce music once more into our Sunday mornings. And this song especially, Take Hope in Who Jesus Is and know that he is with us. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, 
There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. And the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still and know that he is God. Oceans rise and fall.
And all of God's people said, Amen. And amen. Jesus, we thank you that you love us. And it's in your name we lift you up. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, You can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.